0: hey guys i'm not in the best mood today but i wanted to come on here and give you guys the update and let you know how things are going we've had like a major turn in event you guys are going to be so disappointed when i tell you what happened this week but um i want you guys to know that i am doing i'm doing okay I am doing indifference. I am not good, but I'm not bad. And I think I'll get to good. I'll th- I think I'll get to where I want to be soon. Let's talk about this week. I told you guys in the last one that I needed, like, to start exploring my own options. I needed more choices, Um I needed more, like something for me. I don't really have like an interest in other people, right? Like I look, like I look and I think, and like even the thought, I'm not turned on by it. There, I, there's not really anyone that I want to meet, and I know that you can't force a connection, right? I think that a good connection comes when you're least expecting it, and me trying to like artificially create an, a relationship isn't gonna work. But at the same time, I need, I guess, an, a distraction. I need something else to do because I'm like <laughs> exhausted. You guys already know that. So last week, I ended off telling you guys that I was going to go out with my simp this week. And while that was like a really good idea for me, um, I think we're going like we're transitioning back into like old routines. I think lockdown had to do with a lot of it I've been feeling a lot more crummier um because I guess I've been investing my emotions into one person instead of equally scattering my emotions across four and that like bit me in the butt um (laughs) so I planned a date with my simp and it ended up falling through at the last minute and you guys are going to hate me, but I was so stubborn that I made plans with someone else. Um, I made plans with my crazy psychotic ex and like, that is something we haven't even touched. And, um, I think like there's so many stories there guys, like that's where bulk of my, the bulk of my experiences come from. And it's really interesting that, when you're going through something you don't really see the signs or the red flags but once you've had the distance and the time and the growth um you look back and you're like wow <laughs> why did i put myself through that um and kind of like realizing that your first i, I read this when you, your first love will make you realize that your first love wasn't really your first love but for me it was time distance and growth for myself that allowed me to realize that definitely it was not love for him i think more so a love for money and who knows we might we might come to that same realization again here in another in another year but anyways um i went to go see him for like the first time in three months spend is it three months no I saw him in November right now it's, it's I guess it has been no 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 probably later than that no I'm sorry guys I don't remember when I last saw him but it's been a while and we haven't been like together in like even longer than that like the, the last few times I saw him is probably only for like two or three hours at a time I There was a time where I really thought it was love. I really thought that I loved him. And I look at it now and it's so disgusting to me. And you'd think that I would have learned from it. But I find, to be honest, that I'm going through a similar thing right now where uh, I don't know what love is. And I, I know that love's not supposed to hurt. But why am I constantly in pain when I date men? <laughs> always, always. So I, it was a different kind of pain, guys. I think it was a lot of like, here's what we call gaslighting, manipulation. And it's so funny. And I guess we do it for the experience or the research, because when you're going through it, and they're telling you stuff, you don't really see it as like, okay, he's gaslighting me, he's manipulating me. But then these tactics that they use all the time you give yourself distance i come back and i see him and i hear him doing things and saying things to me manipulation and all of that and i catch it so easily now like why couldn't i have caught it two years ago why didn't i catch that when i was like 18 but no it's the it's really the time and the growth guys um I want to get into all of it and there are so many stories guys that i can tell you like that was a bulk of my life like that was a big changing point in my life and i'm gonna get into the details of how um this week went with him but that was like a big part of my life am i grateful am i thankful i said it before guys i probably wouldn't be the person that i am today i wouldn't be where i am um and he's given me like a lot of, I guess, opportunities, but it all comes with the price, right? And I guess you're realizing that from there's a common trend that nothing in this world is free. And if you're not paying for it with money, I guess you're paying for it with your mental health, um, physical health, whatever. Um, so let's get into it. He and I make plans, um, and off the bat, here's another big thing, um, with COVID and all that, I guess he doesn't have his money up as what it used to be, um, his business was closed for this year, last year with covid and it does not look like he's going to be able to open up again. And I guess he's getting stressed out with the lawyers. And because he's going through a custody battle. And I I can understand how that might all be stressful. And I want to also mention here that this to him, like the trauma, or not the trauma, the kind of problems that he was going through with his ex-wife and not having his kids, he would constantly like manipulate me into thinking that it was my responsibility that I was the one who was supposed to make up for the system quote-unquote the system that took his kids or his wife that took his kids so if I want to leave it's like guilting like hey like I don't have my kids here my ex wife blah 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 but I used to feel bad all the time, like, I mean, in the beginning of our relationship, I think that was all, actually, no, 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 guys, I'm not, I can't say that, because I didn't really think his kids were that big of a deal when we first met, to be honest, I forgot he had kids for a while, until he, I guess he started seeing them again, I think for, in the beginning of our relationship, there was no access, so he didn't really talk about them, but eventually it was like these kids would come up in the most convenient way possible but you if anyone ever is in this situation because me i'm very empathetic for people and to people and i've always like even my mom would say like that's not your weight to carry i i can't help but feel right and even now if you were to say it to me i probably would feel a certain way about it but you're not responsible, right? You're not, that's not your burden to carry. And you don't have to make up for someone else's like loss. That's not your fault. But to me, he kind of pushed all of that, like weight on me mentally um, and emotionally. Like that was my fault, like that I had to be there because he didn't have his kids. And I feel like that was something that even subconsciously was ingrained into me because I felt like, okay, he doesn't have his kids. So I need to be there. who does he have he doesn 't have anyone, and my mom used to be like, "Tell him to go get a dog <laughs> i don 't know I, I kind of i feel right i 'm empathetic. I felt sympathy like to be alone i, I don 't like to be alone who wants to be alone So I kind of felt bad for him in that sense, and to him, me was like coming into his life seventeen years old, oh my God guys more stuff to talk about but i'm so sorry I, I will talk about that in a different one but um i forgot where i actually what started with this um so we made plans and we were going to like the steakhouse It was actually a fancy one let's talk about actually trying to make plans together i think i, I teeter-tottered because i i kind of feared my own safety i wasn't sure if he would try to get revenge on me I was scared he'd like want to look through my phone whatever I actually considered that I might not make it back and (laughs) I thought he might try and kill me um there's been a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I haven't really talked about because I've been so focused on other things and I don't like to have him like consuming me um even when we've moved away from each other but there's some stuff that I could still talk about on here He's try- he was trying to control me while we were making our plans, and I kind of ended up, like, saying, like, okay, I forget this, I don't want to see you, because I said something like, okay, I'm going to dress up, and he's telling me not to dress up, which might seem small but guys, but, like, and, and there were some other things, and again, I can't put my finger on it, but I kind of got pissed off because there's this control thing with him, I'm like, well, who the, f- like, who, who's, t- who, like, how does me dressing up, wearing whatever affect you, I don't care what you wear, come in here, come in nothing, like, I don't give a shit, I'm gonna dress up, like, right, and I, there was another part, and I'm like, why are you trying to tell me what to do, I said, don't tell me what to do, that pisses me off, really pisses me off, and why, like, how does what I choose in that sense, like, affect you, so anyways, and guys, If I seem like I'm being overdramatic for something, like there's a backstory to it. So when I get heated over a little thing, like just know it's not the first time. So this control thing, like this has been, again, constant throughout this relationship, knowing him, just trying to control me over things that A, aren't worth the control. B, aren't your concern. That's it. That's the end of it. Um, so I ended up canceling, and then I decided I wanted to go out still. I was really stubborn. I knew it was a bad idea, but I kind of wanted to dress up. I wanted to, like, take some pictures or whatever, and I kind of wanted to go out. Once I had my mind set on something, and it was, like, not until, like, 3 o'clock until my guy canceled on me. And I was like, okay, so i got to find something else to do. Um, and I kind of really, like, I I have got i don't know how to say this i just you know sometimes you just want to stick to what you know like dating again still so hard with covid i'm not even interested in dating guys like that's the worst part for me is that i'm mentally emotionally not even interested in meeting someone else so i i don't really put myself out there but whatever i could start again i should start now um he picks me up um he's late eh? (laughs) A, like he's really late um and let's go into the date, like let's just jump right into the date. So I get into the car and he's driving. One of the things that annoy me the most about him is he's a narc. He's a narcissist. He never stops talking about himself. He's very full of himself. And guys, like when I, the tea is really hot today. So please wait because there's so much, there is so much life update with him. I remember when we were together, every time he used to talk, there was always something new. Um, We're in the car. He won't stop talking. I get it. Kind of, I think part of him hasn't had someone to really talk to and to listen to him, Um, right? I think maybe he's excited to see me. I could definitely tell that he wasn't as, like, obsessed with me. He definitely, like, wants to be with me, but he, I feel like I created that distance between us, and I don't think he, like, really thinks he has the same chance with me as he once did before. Um, So he was a bit distant, I could tell, but he, like, nevertheless, like, acting normal, but I could tell, like, there's a bit of hesitation, Um, and he kind of got excited when he saw me, and he, like, wouldn't stop talking the entire time, and it's something, like, it's really annoying, it's something he always does, and my simp does it too. I guess it's like talking and not allowing there to, to be silent. Silence is okay. You do not have to fill up every single, every second with like conversation. You know, to me, the best times are like, let's cruise. And the problem with him guys, um, is that with him, like I can tell him, I, I have to be nice. And I try to be nice, but how many times can you tell, like, how, how can you be nice when you're telling someone to stop talking? And how many times can you tell someone to stop talking? Like, let me listen to the radio. The worst part was when he would turn, when I would turn up the radio and he would turn it down so he could talk. And there's another aspect to it. Wherever there is silence, I could tell, like, guys, it's so crazy. I could tell that I was being guilty through the silence, I could tell that he was getting pissed off that I, I wasn't letting him talk. So I would make a comment, and then, oh, it, w- it was a mess. But overall, I was just so annoyed. Like, let, let there be silence, you know? You don't have to talk all the time. It was so bad to the point where it's like he's telling me these irrelevant details. Once he really runs out of stuff to talk about, it's just these irrelevant has details like, oh, I went to Tim Hortons today and the line, there was a line, blah, 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 like something so stupid. And it's not because, and it's, and I, no, 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 it's because I can see, wait, 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 no, 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 it's not because, it's, the distance, I think there's, like, there There needs to be some sort of barrier. I feel like you can't go from, like, not seeing someone for so long and expecting that it's going to be, like, normal. Like, you just saw me, like, we've been together. No, no, no. I feel like you've got to work that way up. And the vibe that I got with him telling me some small details is not that this is, like, a maybe let's call it a quote-unquote catch-up dinner or just, like, a casual meet, whatever. This is, like, to you it's like, it's more than that, I don't know, it's like, we're dating again, and that was another problem with him, is that he could never accept when we weren't dating, which I found to be, like, extremely annoying when I broke up with him, it was like, he wouldn't accept it, and it was, and then it would be, like, two months later, you're cheating on me, I'm like, no, he broke up, it's just so annoying, so to him, and again, he still, I think, won't admit that i broke up with him i think he's actually kind of accepted it because i stopped calling and whatever and i guess he was also surprised part of also why i taught him was i told him he had to give me money to uh, see him (laughs) and it's not (laughs) i don't know he gave me three hundred bucks, guys. He and I told you like with his business and all that, and he's kind of being cheap and whatever. Dinner was also expensive, and I he he told me he would take me shopping, um, gave me a limit of three hundred dollars, and I also had to tell him I would give him back one hundred dollars for dinner. I ended up not giving him back anything. Um, I guess he forgot, but he really was going to take the money from me. I I can get, understand, I guess, that the COVID and him and his business not running, he. It never fails to remind me whatever um we're not gonna hate on the man for being broke. <laughs> we're not gonna hate, it. but to me, it was i don't know it was whatever um it was a bit it was a bit of a turn off that's what i meant it was it was a turn off like. You're annoying as hell, and you don't have any money. So what? What do you have to offer me, right? Why would I want to stay? And another thing I want to add here. I, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna hold off with that idea. So let's continue car ride. Then he asked me if I want to hear the up the story with his wife. This man tells me that he got his wife arrested. This is one of the tea guys this is part one of the tea he got his ex-wife arrested um and and i was triggered this entire time i was triggered by this actually i was triggered this entire um um time that i was with him i was with him like a day and a half and to me, I was like, why did I willingly sign myself up for trauma? Like to be reminded of trauma that I've like suppressed and um, like let go of, but everything like comes up, right? I think it was nice to be like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm kidding. I'm not, a sati- um, I'm not a sadist. I don't like the pain, but it was, I think, interesting, right, to see like how far I've grown. So I'm in the car and he's telling me about how he got his wife arrested. I'm going to skip over the details, the unimportant details. But basically, his kids, so they're, they're transferring off the kids at the police station. And he, two of the kids, he has three kids, two of the kids come out and come into his truck. There's one last kid who stays in the car. Apparently, he doesn't want to go with him. My ex goes up to him, and he says to him, why don't you want to come? You should come, blah, blah, blah. I guess trying to convince him or ask him why he doesn't want to come. Now, his ex-wife is like, step away from my vehicle. Like, go away. Leave my kid alone. Um, I'm, I'm going to say my thoughts after it. So, she says, Lee um, go away from the vehicle, whatever, and he's not moving. Eventually, she gets frustrated, I guess, and she either hits him or something, and he says, quote-unquote, picked her up and threw her across the parking lot, moved her six feet, or something like that, and said, get your hand, like, calling her names, right, um, she then takes the car seat i think and tries to hit him with it and then i think she does hit him with it and he's like hit me hit me i dare you hit me um she ends up not throwing the car seat at him again or something like that and he runs over to the police station bangs on the door and one thing leads to another she ends up getting arrested based on security footage and this is just what he tells me right obviously there's holes in his story i'd assume um i don't know if she really got arrested but i don't know i don't know how that went um so according to um, security cameras i guess because she took the first hit i guess he's she's the one who got charged Guys, I took the wife's side automatically because I have been in this exact same situation with him. Um, The exact same. And to, first of all, even brag, because my friend, we ended up picking up my friend too, my guy friend, and um, he, my ex tells my friend the story again. And just to brag about, putting your hands on a woman, whether she be the ex-wife of your kids, whether she's hiding your kids. I know well, that's what he sees. I know I, he thinks she's like keeping the kids from him. So he has, I guess, animosity and hate built up against her. But I, and again, I also have personal bias because I hate him. So I guess we'll never really, well, I, I want to, I want to give you guys my, the way that I see it, because this story alone, and again, 30 minutes into driving, he tells me this story, turned me off for the entire night, like emotionally, not even emotionally, like I was looking at him with disgust, because how can you sit here and brag about throwing her, like the mother of your children, and yeah, he hates her, whatever, but he's done some stuff too. And I know there's a reason, a bigger reason than what he tells me as to why she won't give him back his kids. Because really, if you were such a quote-unquote fit father, and he, I guess he's good with his kids, right? He's okay with his kids, but he's not a good person. And I don't think he's a, he was a good man to um his ex-wife. And I feel like it's so crazy to see so much hate between two people that used to be like married. You got married to her. So there's some there's some food for thought there. So anyways, to a brag about being physical with a woman, oh I threw that bitch across the parking lot. Literally what he said to my friend. Such so disgusting. And he knows it irritates me and I didn't even want to hear that story like for a second time. So he did the same shit to me. That's just what I was trying to get at. He there there was a story that we, again, have to get into, um, when we went to the Dominican, he had my purse, and we went to this nightclub, and we were dancing, blah, 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 and I gave him my purse, sorry, sorry to say that, I gave him my purse, because we were dancing at the nightclub, whatever, and he kept being jealous, and, um, annoying the entire night, and especially when you're drunk, guys, it's so hard to, like, or drunk, or high, like, it's hard to manage, another person and i feel like you you receive and read their like body signal their body language a lot more than you would if you were sober um this is especially true for me i can read body language a lot better because i guess i have this paranoid aspect to me however i get really scared and i get worried so just based on body language i can tell when he's pissed off when anyone's pissed off i can really see body language when i'm high so um he wouldn't give me back so he was being annoying whatever I could tell he was kind of like trying to start fights whatever over me having a friend like I met a friend at the hotel she was a girl and we were like we were anyways he he was just being jealous and annoying I asked for my purse back was it dumb for me to bring a purse yeah But I asked him for my purse back and he doesn't want to give it to me. So I'm getting frustrated. I hate being frustrated. Do anything you want to me. I hate being frustrated. But he wouldn't give me my purse. And I'm like asking, give it to me, give it to me. Like I want to leave, I want to leave. And he's like ignoring me, won't give it to me. And so I end up hit, like, I, I didn't even do it hard. Like, I was like, give it to me. Like, I think I was even crying, like, midway frustrated. Like, give it to me. And I kid you not, guys, this man punched me across my face. Um, he, he was drinking, but we're not going to excuse any shitty man behavior. He punched me across my face. So did I start it? And even, guys, it, I... Went through like a roller coaster with this. Like, oh, did I deserve it? Did I instigate? Whatever. I realized, like, I, I was at a roller coaster with it. Um, and what makes it even more disgusting is to hear him bring it up and still, till this day, believe it's justified. Any man who thinks that hitting a woman is justified, ugh. So here, in this case, did I hit him first? Yes, but he's instigating it, right? So it's the same thing with his ex-wife. She told him to get out of the car. She told him to move and to, like, like, if the kid even wanted to go with him in the first place, the kid would have gotten up and gone with him. But the kid wanted to stay with his mom right? So there's also part of the court order that he's not even supposed to be at her car. And I agree. Why the fuck are you at her van? And he doesn't do that. He doesn't listen. I would actually absolutely hate, hate to have to be sharing a kid with him. Like, oh, I feel so bad for her. Like, it really pisses me off when I really like when I think about it it really pisses me off. So he couldn't respect her space. And it ends up getting like, They're now going back and forth. So he doesn't listen. He instigates the fight. She's telling him to move. And, of course, eventually she tries to move him. Now, I think part of the reason why she got in trouble is maybe she went... Well, he says she was lying in there, not thinking that there was security cameras. But, really, she had to say what it was. She told the man to move. So I think she only she got arrested because he made um because she's the one who threw the first hit but really he's an instigator and I hate how I hate I hate how he thinks it's justified tells me the story and it just pisses me off right I don't know if I I couldn't I couldn't I don't I don't know like if when he's talking to me does he see me like how does he see me Does he see me as a friend and he's asking me for friendly advice he he already knew that I was going to side with his ex so I don't know how that logic works. Um, oh, my God. My mouth is just getting so dry. I need a drink of water. I need a drink. We're at 27 minutes. <laughs> um, usually, you guys know I don't do them so long. But I wanted to go through this entire date. And I'm, like, literally only at, like, red flag number three. There was another thing, guys. Um. I mentioned how he... So many trigger warnings throughout my 17 to 18 years, like I was traumatized by this man. And again, a lot of it we suppressed. Only recently, and this is a trigger warning, I guess, for assault only recently was I able to put together that this man had raped me. Um, when I was 18, he did raped me anally. I don't know if that's TMI, but I didn't know until, I, like, last week. I didn't put two and two together until last week. That's a story, definitely. Um, it's really, like, it's not graphic, but it's kind of gross. But I could tell you guys that story, and it really makes me sad when I think about it. Eh? And to be with someone who brings back all those memories, like, why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. I don't know why I did that to myself. But he, so there's that incident, and he brings it up, guys, brings it up like it's a joke, like brings it up like it's casual conversation, like no, like, and thinks it's acceptable, like you really raped me, and you're bringing it up, like, remember that time, like, like you traumatized me, I absolutely hate him, guys, I hate him. I can't. I'm actually so blown away that I did that shit to myself. But I was kind. Of, I was being dumb. I was being so stupid this week. I'm still being stupid. You guys see how I just keep making a lot of mistakes. I think that's the only thing I'm good for. Um, I'm gonna do a part two to this one. Okay. Um. Because I don't really like to do thirty minute episodes. Ugh. I'm okay, guys. I, I know you're probably listening. You're probably like, oh, my God, this bitch. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I've gotten over it. Like, I... Well, we haven't really gotten over anything. We've Like, I've suppressed that shit. And it's really crappy to have these memories be recalled and to also know, like, this stuff will always be a part of me, right? And it's also, I think, even more funny that I didn't know... Well, not funny, but <laughs> this is what we mean. Distance and growth. I didn't piece together. This happened over like a year ago. Two, a year, two years ago. This happened over two years ago. And yeah, two years ago. And I just put it together when I was talking to my friend on the phone last week. And I'm telling him this story. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, wait. I'm pretty sure I got raped. <laughs> <laughs> You guys hear me laughing okay anyways that's what we do um yeah. yeah so i'll probably do a story on that that's a fun story you guys probably are curious i'm just so sorry to be so like tmi right now but i think that's what you guys asked for okay i'm gonna continue this in a part two give me two minutes okay bye guys oh thank you for listening so this is part two of seeing my crazy ex. Ideally, guys, the stories that I'm telling you right now, I would want them to be more like individual as, as like their own podcast. Like I'd want to dedicate an entire podcast to, to those stories, right? I said this before, sugary, I think, looks... I mean, like the grass is still green. I said the grass is greener. It's still green on the side, but it, it, it has a couple of dead patches in it. <laughs> and again, like, some relationships will be better than others. If you're able to not put your heart in it and keep, I guess, a, a sugar relationship for what it is, then I think you'd probably thrive. But I put my heart into everything. And um, again, trauma builds character. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm a built character and um yeah so I was telling you guys how he and we me seeing him we don't have anything new to talk about right so a lot of the things he'd bring up as like old memories quote unquote but things that might have been good for him or fun but really traumatized me and to bring them back up into part of conversation. Like, those are things I'm trying to forget. And to him, it's normal conversation. And the worst part to me is that he feels no remorse. He doesn't see the wrongdoing of his actions. And when I tell him to stop, again, he, he, gets, he gets offended. It's so disgusting the way that he is. Why... Uh, Guys, I I don't want to get too into it. Like I'm telling you guys a lot, but why would you bring up someone else's trauma and think it's like normal conversation? And this other thing that I'm thinking is when you see someone like that or see someone in general, I think even the problem, I mentioned this before, the problem with online dating, why would you not showcase the best version of yourself, right? This is your do-over. This is your first time seeing me. You want to date me so bad. Why don't you show me the best version of you? Why would you tell me these stories? And to think that I would listen to you tell me a story about you abusing your ex-wife the same way that you used to abuse me and think that I would be siding with you and be like, oh yeah, throw that bitch across the parking lot. No. So embarrassing after I heard that story, guys, like, if him bringing up all the trauma that he gave to me within the last, um, two years, two years of my life, within, within the span of two years of my life, like, if that didn't make me want to go home, and hearing him tell me about how he flung, he flung his ex-wife through the parking lot, like, that shit, would that was just over the top for me, um, he was, he was, guys, like, I would say overall, like, if he didn't talk or whatever, he was decent enough to me. He was nice. He, I, he, I could tell he really wanted this, um, and to me, I was doing him a favor. Um, and he was, he was really excited to see me, I guess. And he th- said he'd never thought he would see me, to, uh, see me again. And now he can think that. <laughs> We end up stopping for ice cream. Um, We also stop for... No, yeah. We we stop for ice cream. Um, This is going to the restaurant. And again, he wouldn't stop talking the entire way there, which is like a turnoff. I hate when guys do that. Let the silence sit. You don't have to talk. If there's nothing to talk about, you don't need to talk. And I don't want to hear every detail of your day, period. (laughs) so that's one thing, again, I've mentioned this before, I appreciate about the current guy I'm with because he does not talk all the time, and guys don't understand. I think guys think that silence means they're losing the girl, but honestly, the non-silence is what's going to make you lose the girl. Anyways, um, anyways, let's talk about when we get to the restaurant. So actually even before guys so many things i hate how sexual he is oh my well this is one thing that we knew a grown-ass man dating a 17 year old girl unwillingly even though her whole family and guys i'm still like, like i i'm trying i'm sorry to repeat this so many times but things that trigger me things that aren't good experiences, things that you wouldn't want to talk about, he constantly brings them up like it's part of conversation, like it's normal and decent conversation. It's embarrassing. It's not even embarrass it's embarrassing for you to be doing because you're here trying to get me to like you and you're talking about the only memories that we have is running over. <laughs> just just all like just the shit that you put me through to ruin my life. Like that's that's the memories we have, you ruining my life like you got to do better than that, but that's, just, that's hindsight. That's in hindsight. Um, another thing was, it's just overly sexual, and I guess when I was younger, and I look back again, and I feel so bad for younger me because she thought she really knew what she was doing, but poor me was a victim made to feel like an abuser. I, I, was made, I was made to feel guilty but really like not my fault and it's really sad I feel bad for me I really do I wish I knew better um so I was always saying sexual the, the sex jokes and all of that like it's too early like think about the the week the, not the weeks think about them the months that we had think about everything leading up to it like you think you'd fuck like cool it you think you'd want to show me the best version of yourself He couldn't do that he really fucking couldn't you can't even act so we get to the restaurant and he's the most annoying person to go out with guys because he tells the waiters everything all my business he just he talks to me the entire time just again controlling me this time we're going to do no phones at the dinner table no fuck you a you don't control me i don't want to talk to you don't tell me what to do and if i bring up my phone kind of giving me sass or attitude oh if you're gonna do it then i'm gonna do it back it's just so stupid and annoying Oh my goodness, so annoying the way he acts like a child. And guys, if I say like, okay, we don't have to be talking the entire time, he gives me shit. Like with his body language. Like so I can I think one of the things that I see with him is he'll act like he gets so mad. Like if I say that, I don't want to talk. It's so annoying. It's really annoying. Cause I like I really guys I can't even explain it any. Can, can you imagine, can you, do you guys relate to the kind of frustration that I'm going through? Like, I don't want to talk. Even if I were, if, even if I was with you and I liked you, I wouldn't want to talk the entire time. But like, give me my space, right? Where I said, we're here for the entire day. We don't have to spend every single second talking. Like, fuck, give me some space. Jesus Christ. And I think that's one of the things I just appreciate now is being allowed to like, be my own person like being allowed to have my space not to feel guilty for taking it right so if I were to say like okay let's not talk then I could see his foot getting his him getting irritated him like playing his foot would go back and forth heater tottering usually when I've seen him do this he gets like violent right so now I'm subconsciously tricked into like starting again conversation i really just wanted him to stop and leave me alone and he makes so many i call them dad jokes but they're they're like they're over the line um some i think one time he made like a sexual joke in front of the waiter and i was like what did you say like it was trying to really make him sound dumb like i was like why would you say that just so embarrassing. Like, I did not miss that. No, I mean, like, sometimes our waiters like us because we're, like, funny, whatever. But he never, ever, ever knows where the line is. Like, he always crosses it. So, first thing going in. Again, I, and I, I've talked about this before. When people, like, try and put me down, whatever. I'm going to give you guys a specific story. On the menu, I read something like the, the meal comes with salad and soup right um i let him choose which which meat we were getting what kind of steak we were getting um and he chose uh, what did we we got regular steaks and the, the waiter said it comes with um this kind of noodle soup and i said oh does it come with a salad and then there was like this confusion and i'm asking if it comes with a salad because I read it on the menu, and he said, would you like a salad? I'm like, oh, no, I don't want salad. Anyways, it comes off as, like, confusion. Really, I'm just asking because I saw it on the menu. And my ex goes to him and says, oh, she just smoked a joint in the parking lot. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, why would you even, like... I was fine. I was asking a perfectly normal question. Like the, the, the menu set, why do you have to even tell the waiter my business in the, um, in the first place, you know? And guys, it's been that way with him my entire, the entire experience of going out, just oversharing to the waiter. I remember this other time he went out and he said to the waiter, I've been dating her since she was 17. She's 19 now. Like, yeah, tell the waiter about how you traumatized me at age 17 when I was too young to know better. Tell the waiter how you fucking bought me and used money to make me stay. And then tell the waiter how you ran out of money and how now I won't stay. That's what you really need to fucking tell the waiter. Here, you guys. <laughs> oh my God, this is all over the place. <laughs> but anyways it just reminds me like i did not miss that about you um amongst other things i think you know part of going out with him it gave me like the more appreciation for my current guy like yeah you might be cheating on me and fucking other girls but at least he doesn't embarrass me every time i go out to eat (laughs) anyways um (laughs) that was one thing like, like we go out, me and my current guy. He doesn't even talk to me. He doesn't even talk to me at dinner. Guys, I went to, re- the re- uh, um, to lunch or breakfast today. Not a single word. Not a single word except for do you want to share a pie? And you know what? I absolutely fucking loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love my own space. And I appreciate someone who... Knows to give someone else their own space, whatever. Um, not a single word, really. But I'm okay with that. And I can understand, apparently guys really like to talk. Um, my ex, he's a narcissist, guys, talks about himself, so he he i told you guys like talking all fucking day like telling me the most irrelevant details like down to oh i couldn't find two socks to match today like that like how how many things do you think like and the thing is again because we don't have anything new to talk about his way is reminiscing on old memories and all of our old memories together are like trauma for me like nothing about our past was good why would you keep talking about it (laughs) Oh, I remember how I still and then driving past. She's just so annoying, guys. And then asking me stuff about my family, guys. Like I just fucking really hate him. Um, but anyways, the restaurant we go there, whatever. Um, it's fine. Ugh, I did sleep the night over there. We're not gonna get it, and we're not going to get into details about that. Nothing really relevant. Um, and let's talk about the date driving back I was texting my friends and I was like please never if I say I'm considering going out please don't ever let me go out with this man again don't ever if you if you let me go out with him you're a fake fucking friend (laughs) and my friend my other friend she's like don't do it but I'm so stubborn I knew it was a bad idea and I said yep I'm gonna do it anyways and to me not dying was a win to me not dying was the only one now let's talk about the drive back um we and i originally he was supposed to take me shopping um the before we went to the restaurant and then he'd drive me back in the morning plans changed because he came late we didn't have time to go to the to the mall so he ends up just giving me cash instead which i guess i needed better because um spending problem hello <laughs> um and i i didn't really want to go to a mall with them and there's no close enough malls um well again when we go to the mall together of course i'm going to choose a mall that's far enough that i don't have to see anyone i know and it just the time it wasn't it wasn't going to make sense um we end up we we drive out in the morning one thing that, again, pisses me off. Takes so long to get ready. Trying to have... Ugh. Ugh. Trying... oh, guys, I don't even want to say it. But you guys get the... Trying to talk me into doing stuff. I said, no. I said, no, let's go. I want to leave. Like, I, I don't want to be here. I, I don't want to be with you. I'm tired of looking at you. Fuck. So fucking gross. Um, <laughs> and He, um... We go for coffee. He takes forever to leave the house, guys, which is just the most annoying thing ever. So I wake, we wake up eight fifty, don't leave the house till like ten, and since the second I woke up, I was like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." He disappears. Like it's just so annoying, and then he's telling me, "Oh, if you want me to curry, then you got to do it. like no, leave me the fuck alone. Don't make me Uber." <laughs> now, drives back here's the other T. he is such a narcissist guys like will always make anything about him guess what his sister texted him and it was really sad to hear his sister texted him to tell him that she got cancer unfortunately really fucking sad and one thing that i really and i noticed i don't think anyone that talks to my ex like anyone like a friend a colleague anyone not colleague but he'd have his employees anyone his sister i don't think anyone who really talks to him likes him because his personality is so shit like very full of himself, um, always taking control, guys, taking control of the conversation. I used to listen and always trying to squeeze in these shitty dad jokes. Then they're they're even they're beyond dad jokes because some of them are inappropriate. And he's always like trying to force them in there. And then he looks at me to see my reaction, and it's just it's such a turnoff. He doesn't know when to shut up. And here's here's the perfect example: his sister telling him that she has cancer, and over this phone call. He somehow managed to make it all about himself. How how self centered and conceited do you have to be to hear that someone else has cancer, and yet, like he brushed it off and he starts dominating the conversation. Let her speak. She says she's afraid, and he's telling her like, "Oh, you do know, like shut up." And it was it was the most guys like even before listening to him on the phone used to piss me i have to put in headphones i really had to put in headphones because it was it's so frustrating to hear it's like it's like really like that's how you think like that's embarrassing um (laughs) again just embarrassing and i hated having to listen to it this is how you talk to other people and genuinely think it's okay your sister says she has cancer, yet somehow it's about you, right? And him talking about his problems. And I told him, I said, don't tell her that I'm here. And yeah, I, I said something. All of a sudden, Courtney's here. and Oh, shit. I said my name. Fuck. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed to be a secret, but whatever. <laughs> if you're here listening, you probably know enough about me. Um, yeah, so so I'm like, oops, he tells her that I'm there and there's so much drama, I guess, with the families. And for me, I feel like even though he tries to paint me out as the bad guy, I think his family is well aware, like, look at you and look at her. Um, one of his family members blaming me, like, says, your brother is the man who manipulated me and gaslighted me at 17, honey. Go, go yell at him. I, I don't know better. Um, (laughs) I'm fucking, like, psychologically, I'm, I don't even know what's the word. I'm, I'm dead. (laughs) I'm emotionally dead. Um, you're yelling at the wrong person. So, So much drama, guys. Like, he costed me all of my friends throughout high school. I was, like, an outcast. Um, And I was even made. Like, guys, it's really crazy the power of him, right? So anyone who, and I I look back at this now because obviously at the time I didn't really see it but he was really like anyone who would be a threat for our relationship he would cut off and if it was from my side he would make me try and hate that person in my life right i had a friend who was telling me i've had multiple friends tell me he wasn't good or whatever and um he would like tell me like oh she she like i like girlfriends i would have in my life even after making me lose all my friends in high school i get to university i have one friend who again doesn't agree with the relationship in hindsight i well not in hindsight at the time i thought it was jealousy um he wasn't it right guys like he wasn't it to me at the time i was really using him for convenience I, i there was no I did write this thing saying that I loved him. I was so up and down. But at the time when we met, I was going through like a hard time in my life um, that I wasn't really aware of. And I wouldn't have thought that it was affecting me as much as it was. I still don't know, guys. Um, my parents divorcing. And I read this in one of my classes that um, people pray or oh, like child abusers prey on like kids who are whose families and they're more whose families are going through like hard time um especially like divorced parents um and they use that and he used that on me like a lot um and I guess as my parents were splitting up I was more with him right so it was like a lot a long time like there was a period in my life where he made me really think that my parents like hated me and I had like this really bad relationship with my parents. I'm glad my mother never gave up on me, right? Um and in hindsight, like I really thought I knew better and he just wasn't it. And you could even tell like, he was just a child predator. <laughs> he was just a predator and He really made me think it was love, and I was really sad to see it. So I was in a vulnerable spot, for sure. And he made me push away all my friends, all my friends who didn't think he was right, my school, who was telling me, like, this is fucked. Like, my school found out, and they're telling me, like, this is messed up, and he's still here, like, this is love, like, who cares? Um, They don't know shit, blah, blah, blah and i guess in becoming a social outcast and everyone like my family and my friends kind of rejecting me i kind of came to him close like I, i held on to him more going to school actually for a bit was a bit fucking hard for me towards the end i had lost like all my friends and not that i really had any good friends to begin with but I lost my friends, I kept it pushing, um, focused on myself, went to university, and I guess I kept that same energy of not having any friends, and I put it into my schoolwork, and while people were partying, I was, like, focused, right? Um, so, again, back to the original topic, this date was... like a learning experience really not a learning experience but it was like stepping away stepping outside of um stepping outside of myself right I felt like I felt like I was back to being like when I was 17 18 and I was with him except now it's like I know better guys um another big thing for me especially on the second day guys Again, trigger warning. Um, <laughs> being just the sexual guys, especially the sexual aspect of the relationship, so much trauma on me, so traumatizing, guys. I can't even put that into words. I still like have times where like I wish I could detach myself from my, <laughs> from my, from my parts because it's just oh, I can't believe I let him inside me. And I think about it, and it just, it makes me uncomfortable. And the feeling, if anyone's ever been through that, like, the feeling that comes with it, it's such, it's, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a shitty, crappy feeling that makes me kind of, like, want to die inside. And I was, and that feeling was all I could focus on for the majority of the day that I was with him and hearing him talk and all of that like again I was triggered like to say the least like I was triggered so being there physically and even not like let's say we're not even talking like I'm just being reminded and I feel bad I feel bad for younger me Oh my god. Younger me swore she knows what she's doing. Current me still swears she knows what she's doing, but knows deep down at the same time. She doesn't know. Does anybody know what they're doing? That's the real question. And I guess we can't I can't beat myself up over it, right? At the time I didn't know, and I guess now I know better. Um, to me, I can see, like, through all those manipulation tactics, like, oh, my wife left me, blah, 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 like, I can see the gaslighting, I can see the control, I can see the manipulation, and I'm unfazed by it, actually, I'm disgusted by it, I'm annoyed by it, like, what makes you think that you can still have so much control over me, right, um, even at nineteen, even like, uh, and I, I, it blows my mind too. Why would you not show me the best version of yourself? right together for what twelve hours, and you couldn't, you couldn't fake it. I think being a good person all the time, you can do it for ten hours. Um. Yeah. So, I guess that's the story. I realized he's not a good person i didn't even realize that i reconfirmed it i got to look at my trauma and i got to remember it and i got to recognize it and i don't know i still struggle guys sometimes and especially towards the end guys and you know like victim blaming is so surreal even as a victim and even now I'm saying victim. And I'm kind of like, can I, am I really allowed to call myself that? Towards the end of our relationship. And this is probably something I'll reiterate. A lot of these themes that you guys are going to see. I want to talk like more about these stories and the experiences. But to me... I'm sorry. I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. Um, oh, yeah, so I was talking about victim blaming. So... To me, I struggled, right, um, towards the end of mine and his quote-unquote relationship. I struggled with recognizing myself as a victim. And I felt like, okay, now I'm 18, and if if I'm still doing this, then I'm allowing it to happen to myself. But this is what happens. They make you, like, men will try and make you financially dependent on them, and so a big part of it for me was, like, I like the luxury of, like, going out, I like the luxury of, like, having someone who would literally do anything for me, and I, yeah, I I, I like that, having someone who I knew, like, whatever is happening, They'd be there for me. Someone who's giving me financial support. Something that my father, guys, has never really... He's given me money, yeah. I was actually supposed to get Invisalign with the money he gave me, but I never did it. But um, I liked the luxury of having someone that I could depend on. I liked the money perks. And I guess once the money started to go a.k.a. COVID, then it's like there's more distance. Oh, you can't buy me this. You can't buy me that. Like, why am I here? And towards the end of a relationship, I would only see him for, like, material things. And I wouldn't even hide it. The last time I saw him before this, he spent $700 on a shopping trip for me. (laughs) And at that point like even before that it was just money money had to be spent in order to see me again today I mean again this day it was still money exchange for my time because that's really what our relationship was and I think I want to talk more about this guys and I bet you guys are I'm hoping you guys are interested as well because this is more like the so many been there's been a lot of unglamorous sides I guess of my life um and it's funny when we say the grass is greener because people see your social media. And I, even because I've been through it, I've been that person who's doing social media isn't real. I've posted things that were absolutely fake, right? <laughs> and then tried to pass it off as my life. So social media isn't real. It's really not real. And I guess you can't capture someone's pain. Well, you won't capture a person, your own pain onto your Instagram. Some people do that. They're weird. But a lot of people have been through a lot of stuff. And we still show like, the best versions of ourselves online. I still do that. And for me, everyone's like, wow, you're getting this, you're getting that. But at what cost? And my friends used to always be like, I'm so jealous, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, trust me, grass is greener. I still appreciate, guys, like, a lot of the things that he did for me. And I said this in the beginning. I said I I wouldn't be here at all. I don't know what I would be doing, right? At least I had, I don't know. And, oh, my God, guys, there's this other thing. Holy shit. There's this other thing that pisses me off so much. I didn't even talk about it. Him laughing when I would be upset which was like the cruelest sick sickest thing that he did and it, it's it's so disrespectful so i would be voicing a concern or something bad would be happening and instead of taking it seriously or if i'm saying like i don't like how you did this he'd be laughing he would laugh so hard it wouldn't even be funny just really frustrating guys i don't know what that's called it's definitely some sort of manipulation shit because it used to be so annoying and he would laugh just laugh like it was so hilarious and i'm over here like annoyed or in pain i'm like stop doing it or especially when it comes to like addressing trauma or something if something like triggers me comes up i'm like hey don't do that and he starts laughing about it trying to invalidate it It's so fucked up, eh? So fucked up. And it's even more fucked up that I gave this person so much of my time. So much of my life. And yeah, it's good. I got to, I still was able to like rebuild my relationship with my mother. In fact, we're closer than we've ever been before. My mother can read me like a book. And I did tell her that I went to go see him. I'm disgusted with myself too. it wasn't great. I don't know why I did that. There was also another reason why I did it. Uh, you guys can probably infer why. Um, it wasn't worth it. Not even the money. I'm not even talking about the money, guys. It wasn't worth it. It was not worth it. And as he dropped me off, I kind of finessed him. So I made him pick up my friend, my guy friend. We drove my guy friend to his house to go change. And then we stopped at the weed store and then drove, I drove myself home he whenever he talks this is annoying i guess to prolong the time that we have together whenever he's driving and talking like he would slow down like so annoying and like get me out of this car meanwhile i'm like recalling the rage that i was like i just it was not a good time in that fucking vehicle it's like get me home um i think i'm gonna end it here just because i'm tired of talking about this um what else is in store for me this week? I haven't really planned anything. I don't have, like, I don't have the interest to date, guys. But I, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I definitely need to find someone. But I, I have my simp. My simp who's really willing to, like, give me the whole world, um maybe i should let him my simp has a similar problem when it comes to the talking and he's kind of needy for affection and to me um not even to me part of like again and i see i see my guy doing it to me so he he thinks he's like but i'm like the same shape and same tricks he be pulling on me i've been doing i've been playing them so don't fucking think you have a one up on me but um I think the sun is setting right now it's kind of cool I'm watching it. He'd be trying to do that shit to me I'm like, no, I, I wrote the book, honey. so I kind of try and establish those boundaries early on, like oh, I don't like affection. Um, I babysit on the weekends. I have this and that. That's what I do. I set pri- um, I set standards and guidelines I, I vocalize them up front and I make some crappy or half ass excuses for why things are the way they are. And he's got accepted or he's got a cut and usually they accept. Um, they concise concede. So Yeah, um that's all I have really for this time. Ugh, this was long. You guys are I I don't expect to have to make another podcast about him, but I mean another story about him, but you never know. Okay.